this hour by Frederick Remington Fully Cooked Ready to Eat Bacon. Exclusive no refrigeration 10 year extended shelf life bacon. The thickest media center cut bacon in the industry at fullycookedbacon.com. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, so many of you have asked for us to do this. We've invited back author Keith Comos, the book, The Golden State Killer. And I want to set this up again before we bring Keith on with us. For those of you that did not hear the original interview, it is available on YouTube. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of our download sites. The original interview that we did with Keith Comos on this book about the Golden State Killer, uh, maybe a couple of months ago, I believe it was. You'll find it in our in our archives. With over 100 burglaries, 50 rapes, and possibly a dozen murders, the East Area Rapist, also known as the Golden State Killer, was truly one of his most vile and heinous criminals. He seemed to appear out of nowhere in the mid-1970s in Northern California, where he began a series of rapes and murders that left police baffled and communities on edge. And over a 10-year period, there were crimes in cities like Modesto, Davis, Concord, San Ramon, San Jose, Danville, Fremont, Walnut Creek, and on and on. Uh, The Golden State Killer became inactive, however, uh, in the mid to late 1980s, but was just arrested. The allegation is, and I'm going to say allegation to keep myself out of trouble and I could not lose my radio show, but the allegation is that an individual that was arrested by the Sacramento police by the name of Joseph James D'Angelo, the police believe him to be the Golden State Killer, He's 72 years old and was just arrested. And the way that he was caught is absolutely fascinating to me. Maybe as fascinating as the whole crime drama itself. And Keith Comos, welcome back to the broadcast. So good to have you back with us, sir. It's great to be back and talking with you again, Jim, especially under such great circumstances. Yeah, so let me ask you, how surprised were you to hear the news that he was caught. I, I, I almost felt like your book was written like this is someone we're never going to catch, maybe. And and it was sort of just kind of left without that final chapter of this guy being caught. And then, boom, he's caught. How surprised were you? This is so surreal um, that this is happening. Even five, six weeks later, it's surreal. Even I heard your intro, and even to hear you talk about the arrest, it just uh, is surreal to hear. But yeah, when we wrote the book last year, This case had been going on for over 40 years, and traditional investigation had not worked on this guy. He was very careful. He knew what he was doing. He didn't leave fingerprints. 
He was never seen very clearly. And that's over hundreds of crimes, basically, and over 10 years of offending. So he was very good at what he did, and traditional investigation did not catch this guy. It took 21st century science to crack this case open. Yeah, and explain to our listeners how that he was caught. Because when I when I heard about it, I, I, I have to say I was probably as fascinated with that process as I was with this whole story. And you being kind of a tech guy, a sleuth with all of your skills, uh, how fascinated were you by this idea that you could take someone's DNA and then find a family member through one of these, you know, uh, Ancestry.com type sites and then end up finding the killer himself? Allegedly, as we say. Right. This is, this is very fascinating technology. And a couple new developments played into to doing this. This wouldn't have been possible a few years ago. It's only with very cutting-edge technology that this was able to be done. So what they did was they took his DNA. This was a 40-year-old case. When it all occurred, DNA technology did not exist. But because he committed homicides, they kept evidence from the scene because there's no statute of limitations. So once DNA technology came onto the scene in the late 1980s, mid-1990s, they were able to extract a DNA profile of this offender. And they were able in 1996 to compare several different murder scenes and say, okay, this is one offender and this is his DNA profile. In 2001, they had three samples from the rape attacks that happened in Northern California that just the statute of limitations was over, but they hadn't been thrown out yet. So we were able to connect the murder scenes to those rape scenes and realize that we had an offender here that committed all of these rape crimes and all of these murders that you had talked about in your intro. So there was a discrete, identifiable DNA profile of this killer, of this unknown individual that committed these offenses. And at that time, his DNA did not match any crime are any criminal that had been arrested no up until that, that point arrested there's a national dna index that it was run through on a very frequent basis it never matched anybody in there so this guy had not been arrested in the dna age for a felony or violent offense so they thought the only way that we can identify this guy is to develop persons of interest through traditional investigative means chasing leads and whatnot and then compare do a, a swab, a cheek swab or, or something to compare that person to this unknown DNA profile that we have. Well, that was done for years and years and years, and that just wasn't leading anywhere. So they looked into what technology was available that could help crack this case open. Obviously, people for years now have been submitting DNA to genealogy websites like 23andMe and Ancestry.com. And those particular websites do not allow law enforcement unless they have a very specific warrant. They don't allow them to compare unknown profiles to their system without a very particular warrant. They're, they've got a term of service that prevents them from going on fishing expeditions and privacy policies and whatnot to keep up. So law enforcement was not able to access 23andMe or Ancestry.com. So they were sort of at a standstill when it came to that. On the rise lately has been open source genealogy websites where you can submit a DNA profile and their terms of service say, we can use your profile basically however we want to. You submit it, we open it up to the world, and it's an open data source. And 
It's usually used for genealogy, but it can... And this could be like even someone searching for their biological parents. That's a very common use. Right? Yeah, exactly. And up until recently, uh, those sites didn't exist. So they exist now. People have been using them. More and more profiles come online every day. So they had checked it before to see if there's a a one-to-one match with this killer. There was never a match. There's also a technology called familial DNA testing, where you can, traditionally you can see, oh, is this one sample that we have, is it related to, you can compare it against somebody else and say, is this that person's father or brother or nephew or, and that's about as detailed as it could get, or son, and that's about as detailed as it could get until a couple years ago, where very extended familial testing became available and came online. And this is very, very new technology. It was only developed, I guess, three years ago and only available commercially into law enforcement and forensic-type labs over the past six months to a year. So this is very cutting-edge stuff that they're doing. So they used this familial testing, this deep familial testing that went beyond father, brother, son, and went all the way to second cousin, third cousin. It can go all the way to fourth cousin. With wow. somebody that you share a great-great-grandfather with, or great-great-great-grandfather with. And so they used this new technology in conjunction with the open-source DNA technology. So there were, out of, I guess it was 100,000 profiles that they looked at, they got a few matches that were distant. And so they found some distant relatives, and we'll pick it up from there when we come back. Our guest is Keith Comos. The book is East Area Rapist, Golden State Killer. You can get it on Amazon. Also, the website is goldenstatekillertrial.com. More after this. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the Internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. I tried other brands, but I came back to my sunshine. For the best hot or cold pain relief, get the best. Get a Sunny Bay heating pad. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back, or shoulder. And the best relief for that pain is a Sunny Bay heating pad. Did you know that the American College of Physicians said that one of the best ways to treat muscle pain is heat therapy? Sunny Bay heating pads are handmade with high quality, can be used at home or at work, and have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Why take another pill? 
Many people use our Sunny Bay heating pads alone and got rid of the neck pain. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. Our homegrown small business tries to help people just like us. That's why we design and test our handmade products with great care before we introduce them to the public. You can easily find Sunny Bay heating pads on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com and search for Sunny Bay heating pads. You have been lied to. Generation after generation, time after time after time. If you follow the money, then you understand why America's in the condition it's in. Now, you created the Federal Reserve in 1913 through lies. You create 9-11. Through 9-11, then you're fighting a war on terror. And now all of a sudden you go into Iraq, which was another lie. This book will open people's eyes. Order now at KillingUncleSamBook.com. KillingUncleSamBook.com. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Are listening to Jim Paris live. All right, we are back the entire hour tonight. We are talking about the Golden State Killer and the arrest of the individual who is alleged to be the Golden State Killer. His name is Joseph James D'Angelo, and as we were discussing before the break, was caught by using a very new DNA technique. And from what I see here, uh, the article that I read today said that by using his DNA plugging it into this personal genomics uh, website called GED Match, that the investigators were able to create a pool of 10 to 20 distant relatives of the Golden State Killer that shared the same, get this, great, great, great grandparents. And from that, they were able to create a family tree, Keith Comos, and then narrow it down to J- Joseph James D'Angelo. Exactly. And that sounds like a lot of people, ten to 20,000 different relatives. What they ended up doing was they got a civilian genealogist to help them out, and they used a tool on Ancestry.com, 
And they didn't use any data from Ancestry.com on you, but they used a family tree tool on there. They built out about, I guess it was 25 or so different branches that had branched off of this great, great, great grandfather. These people were third and fourth cousins that they had matched to. And from there, they began looking for, well, where did this family end up? Where did this family end up? Oh, this group ended up in California and Oregon. You know, that's pretty close where we're at. Over time, over about a six-month period, a couple different people bubbled to the top, and D'Angelo was one of them. He was not the one that looked the most likely, uh, actually. He was a little bit older than they had figured that he was. They figured he was between 50 and 75, and D'Angelo was 72, so higher on the age spectrum. There was another individual that they looked at first and were able to clear, so then they really were able to narrow down to D'Angelo. They started surveilling him and digging into his life, and things started to click, and things started to match up pretty quickly. What had happened was this guy was a police officer near Sacramento, not quite in Sacramento. He was. And, in- Keith, before you get into that, tell us, though, how did they get his DNA to well, actually make the match? The actual match was... Interesting, and it uses a third very advanced technology. You know, we had talked about the GED match and and the distant familial matching. Well, this third new technology they used is called touch DNA. It's very, it can take very minute skin cells and skin oils and actually generate a DNA profile from it. Not a very complete DNA profile, but a pretty good one. So while D'Angelo was shopping, he, uh, was building a table, he was working on uh, a remote-controlled airplane, he was doing basic retired guy stuff, uh, which is a little bit surreal to think about as well. Um, But he was in Hobby Lobby picking up some supplies, and while he was in there, investigators went to his car and they swabbed his door handle on his vehicle without him knowing. Mm. They took it back to the lab, they ran it against the Golden State Killer DNA, it was a 40% or 47% match, which is pretty good. That's not something that would just happen randomly. So they felt pretty confident that they had their guy. They kicked it in the high gear. They surveilled him very closely over over a period of three or four days. On trash day, they went out to his trash can at night, stole his trash, went through it, tried to generate profiles off of different things that they found in there. They ended up finding a Kleenex, and they generated a DNA profile off of that. That one was an exact match because it was a much better quality sample, and they realized that they had the Golden State Killer. Wow. Can you imagine that moment when that result came up on the computer screen, that this is the guy? And some of these men and women have been working this case for 10, 15, 20 24 years, the, the longest one has. So that's, to get a payoff like that, after investing that much time and effort in so many of these jurisdictions, even ones that barely have prosecutable crimes, yeah. or don't have crimes that are really going to win in the courtroom, they invested so much time and so much money a- into seeing that this day finally arrived, and, and it finally did, and that must have been just... Yeah, I mean, that's like the first man on the moon kind of a thing because a moment because not only was this such a famous crime, but this technology that they used, um, in in my knowledge, to your knowledge, Keith, 
is this the first time that they've done something like this? In other words, they've gone to this extent because it was the Golden State Killer, or have other criminals been caught with with this sort of super wide net of a DNA search? There have been other cases that have had elements of this, but nothing that has all of this rolled into one. This is sort of a first time for this happening, and because this is sort of a new paradigm where all these different technologies are interlocking, we're starting to see other jurisdictions with other cold cases start to look into this and run through GED match or something similar and use this distant kinship inference type technology where yeah I mean I can imagine if you're if you're a bad guy uh, you're gonna be shaking in your boots the next time that ancestry.com ad comes on because it might mean that uh, you can be found and just so that people don't misunderstand what we're saying here it's not that his DNA matched his wide uh, you know swath of family members and therefore he was in a pool of people being considered and then they used other evidence they they ultimately had to match his DNA to the DNA of the criminal at those crime scenes that in the end those were all just clues that helped make that haystack a smaller haystack to search right Keith but in the end it had to be a match with him it had to be a match and even that 47% match wasn't good enough even though the odds of that happening are astronomical they had to make sure that it was an exact match and even beyond that, they had to find other things that matched up with his life and with things that he had done and, and places that he had been in addition to the DNA. So the DNA is that fingerprint of God that says, hey, this is... Yeah, this is like the one in so many trillion odds that this is the guy. And then he happened to live in this city. And and we're going to get into his background a little bit after the break, which I know you were starting to do that. And I apologize for shifting us back to this because I just didn't want to go too quickly for people to not get it. But in terms of the significance of a major case like this, cold case being solved, is this truly historic because of the number of years he was dormant? In other words, has there ever been... Uh, such a a criminal that was dormant for so many years that was later caught ever in the history of the U.S.? Not one that has offended this extensively. There are some that have committed crimes in the 50s and the 60s, and they were eventually caught through different types of means. But this is something altogether. This crime series itself is in another level uh, and just another solar system from so many other different types of crimes. And then the way that he was eventually caught and that he's alive. Yeah, and that he's still living. And the, the, the expression on his mugshot is priceless. I don't know what the caption would be. I can't believe they got me. I, I, you know, or it's been so long. I, I don't know how anybody even remembers any of this. I'm now just an old guy making remote control airplanes. You don't know what the caption is, but he looks like a deer in headlights. All right, more. We'll be back. We call it the crapper, water closet, outhouse, or bathroom. But where do you go when there's nowhere to go? The answer is the Biffy Bag. 
The Biffy Bag is a pocket-sized disposable toilet that fits in your glove box, tackle box, toolbox, backpack, or purse. The Biffy Bag has everything you need for a sanitary and comfortable relief experience. It's ready to use in just seconds, and just toss it in the trash when you're done. It's your Biffy in a Jiffy. BiffyBag.com. B-I-F-F-Y-B-A-G.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. Uh, January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Uh, then my real health began going downhill. I had high blood pressure, diabetes, poor vision. I wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking heart and body extract from within a few days. I started sleeping better. My blood pressure normalized. My diabetes normalized. My sleep improved. Experience these benefits and more when your body heals itself with the assistance of heart and body extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. And folks, I did not expect this at all. By the 7th, 8th, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking heart and body extract. Heart and body extract comes with a 100% ironclad money back guarantee. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. With uncertain times in the United States, it's only prudent to consider storing precious metals in a safe place outside our borders. And Miles Franklin, we have done just that for you. Partnered with the most respected storage company in the industry, Miles Franklin is proud to offer the only fully insured private safe deposit box program in North America held in Vancouver and Toronto. Send us your previously purchased precious metals or have one of our brokers help you purchase something new. Questions? Please call one of our experienced brokers at 866-485-4346. Solid Foundational Storage, partnered with the most respected name in security. Maintaining an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating and residing in Minnesota, the only state in America that regulates the precious metals industry, making doing business in precious metals with Miles Franklin the safest choice. Call us at 866-485-4346. Again, that's 866-485-4346. Miles Franklin Limited, a name you can trust. We are GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. We've got listeners. Lots of them. Around the world, around the clock, our listeners do what listeners do. They listen. And you know what listeners got? Needs. Needs for your products, your services, and money to buy those needs. With our network of over 1,000 radio stations, streaming on the web, and our satellite transmissions, we're reaching our listeners with quality conservative programming. But there's something our listeners don't have. Your offer to meet their needs. Any business needs buyers, but if our listeners don't hear your message, they're still going to buy what they need, just not from your business. So let's fix this. Tell us about your business, then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message for our GCN listeners. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com.
listening to Jim Paris Live. And we're talking about the Golden State Killer. The Sacramento County Sheriff's Department arrested 72-year-old Joseph James D'Angelo on April 24th, 2018, uh, in connection with crimes attributed to the Golden State Killer. We're talking with Keith Comos, who was with us a couple, two, three months ago to talk about his book, Case Files of the East Area Rapist, Golden State Killer. And then to our surprise, we saw the breaking news and we saw the arrest of Joseph James D'Angelo, who is allegedly the Golden State Killer. And Keith, I want to give you this segment to talk about his background and how it lined up with what you thought might have been his background from the book. But I wanted to ask you to start by explaining the mystery, if we have an explanation yet, for why he stopped offending. Um, That was something you and I talked about. It was that mystery like, well, he's been doing all these horrible things for all these years. What thing happened in his life that caused him to stop do we have an answer to that today and then take that and run with it to tell us how his known history lines up with what his history was believed to be by profilers, including in your book? We may have found an answer to that. See, one of the biggest mysteries was that he did stop. He stopped in 1986. And not only that, but he had stopped between 1981 and 1986. So after offending almost every month, For all of these years, there was this huge break between 1981 and 1986, and then after 1986, there were phone calls to former victims, but no more offenses that we know of. What we now know is that Joseph D'Angelo had children in 1981 and in 1986, and these were his first two children. And the dates of their birth roughly correspond to the murders that took place during those years. He murdered a couple in... Wait a minute, you're saying that the dates of the birth of his children, he committed murders, allegedly? The, around that time. Wow. Uh, he, he committed a murder of a couple in the Santa Barbara area in late July 1981, and then he had a child born in, around September 1981. Huh. And then there was a long break. Then he murdered, he returned to murder, and he, this was in the Irvine area, but he returned to California to, he returned to murdering in 1986. He murdered a young woman, 18 years old, named Janelle Cruz, and that was in May 1986. And then later that year, about six, seven months later, he had his second child. So it appears that if, J, if Joseph James D'Angelo is the Golden State Killer, that he based his final two murders around fatherhood, and that slowed him down to the point where he stopped. Was, was there a relationship that had begun? Um, obviously, there were two children. Did he become a married man in 1980 or 81 before the first child, or were these just separate women and separate relationships? He was actually married um, before most of even the rape crimes began to the same woman, and they maintained that marriage even to this day, even though they've been separated, it appears, for a couple of decades now. Um, but they're technically still married. He ended up having three children. His third one was born, I guess, in the early 1990s. And um, 
so he appeared to, to be married throughout the entire crime spree, um, even the rape attacks up in Northern California. And it turns out that his wife is a lawyer. So, huh. And he was a police officer. And, and so, to, to close on this issue before we move ahead, so, do I mean, two children are born, and he offends in each of those two years of the birth or, or near that, but then he stops altogether. Um, just the idea that, okay, now he's a father, he has two children, and he's done, is that kind of our only thought that we have on it? That appears to be the biggest contributing factor to why he stopped murdering. That's the, just looking at his, his history, that appears to be the biggest factor and the biggest contributor. And we, and, and we're convinced that he stopped, not just that we couldn't connect future crimes to his historical MO. There's definitely work underway to find out if there are more. And a, a lot of different jurisdictions are learning about the intricacies of the case now and they're contacting the FBI and, and everybody saying, hey, I've got this case. What do you think? Should we look at this one as a possible D'Angelo murder? And there's a lot of that coming out. A few have been tested. None of them have come back positive for, for Golden State Killer DNA. So nothing further has been tied to him yet, although there are some burglaries from way back, like early 1970s, mid-1970s, and we can go into that a little bit later. But um, there are some previous crimes that are not prosecutable anymore, but appear to be tied to him as well. So the, the burglary count has gone from 125. It's, a, it's doubled from there, just wow. looking at where he's lived. It turns out that he was also a, he is allegedly also the Visalia Ransacker, which is an offender who, who committed burglaries in Central California. From I mean, this guy was so prolific, he had three criminal names, right? It's not like one of the characters in Batman. You're just the Joker. You're not the Joker, the Riddler, and the Penguin. This guy was the East Area Rapist, Golden State Killer, and the Visalia Ransacker. Is that right? That's correct, and they even called him the original. Allegedly, I should say that again, allegedly, so I don't get in trouble with, with the network. But connect up this guy's profile. It was no surprise, right, that we found out he was a police officer. It's no big surprise. There, was, there were a lot of hints throughout the series that he was either military or police or both, but there were also enough red herrings and distractions and and sleights of hand that he performed that, that made it look like maybe he could work for the utility company. He targeted a lot of people in the medical community. Maybe he could be connected to that somehow. Um, so the way that he chose his victims, which was more or less random, because there aren't a lot of connections among all of the victims, uh, kept the police guessing. Now, you said there was a, a lot of people were targeted in the medical field. My wife, who lived in this area during the 1970s has a facebook a friend uh, a friend who's also a friend on facebook who said that they remembered this guy coming into the hospital there in exeter uh you know and, and eating in the cafeteria and and sort of you know and a lot of the police officers apparently did do that and that like struck a chord with me like well there's the connection to the medical workers was that was his watering hole there it is. He would do first responder. He would do EMS-type work. Um, and that 
could have possibly put him in connection with a lot of different medical tangents. In fact, in the Visalia Ransacker series, a guy that we researched with, his name is Mason, um, we, we've been looking at a lot of the victims and their professions and trying to figure out how this guy could have targeted people through his work or through different, different ways. And in the East Area Rapist and Golden State Killer series, he's polished. When he started in 1976, it was clear that this was not his first attack. He, he went in there and he knew exactly what to do and how to not get caught. But in the Visalia Ransacker series, which is 1973 to 1975, he was a little bit sloppier. And we found different insta- instances where he attacked a doctor or he, he burglarized a doctor's home. And then the next day he burglarized the doctor's assistant's home. So there's a, a really close connection there. And, and you, know, you know how strange this is? My wife, that, who grew up in Visalia and was born in Exeter, her father was a doctor in Visalia and Exeter in that same time frame. And I mean, that, a, that's a scary time to be a doctor in that area because this guy was escalating fast. Yeah. He attempted to kidnap a young lady from her home in, on September 11th, 1975. And he went on to shoot at a police officer, and he shot that girl's father to death. So he's been a bad guy for a long time. Yeah. More and more crimes are being tied to him. It's almost like we will never get to the bottom of everything he's done. Our final segment, so much more to get into. Don't miss it as we continue our discussion about the Golden State Killer. We'll be back. Hello, everybody. This is radio talk show host Jim Paris for FreeSurvivalGifts.com. If you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love FreeSurvivalGifts.com. At FreeSurvivalGifts.com, you will find a wide array of survival gear, books, and videos that are all 100% free. That's right, just pay your own shipping. Now, I know you're asking, why is all of this survival gear free? Well, the companies offering this gear are doing so as a way to promote their brand and introduce new products. Check it out today, FreeSurvivalGifts.com. Pick up one or more free survival items for you and your family. That website again is freesurvivalgifts.com. Check it out, freesurvivalgifts.com. This is Fred. Uh, Hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. Healthcare reform is confusing. With the loss of the Obamacare mandate, those needing help can now choose an affordable alternative. By joining Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community of health-conscious Americans all over the country who control their own healthcare costs and choices. Liberty HealthShare is not insurance. It is an association of self-pay patients who unite with like-minded people to share the cost of their medical needs. Neighbor helping neighbor. Learn more now by going to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. 
It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Get the ultimate knife at an ultimate price. The Fox Karambit Knife. Finally available in the U.S. The Fox Karambit Knife opens with one hand. Faster than you can pull a handgun. For utility, for defense, and for way less than other knives of this caliber. Go to TheUltimateKnife.com. Truly the best knife you will ever own. And only available at TheUltimateKnife.com. Use promo code RADIO at checkout for free shipping. Get the ultimate knife at the ultimate price. At TheUltimateKnife.com. listening to Jim Paris live. All right, we are back. This is our final segment, so a lot to get into as we finish our discussion on the Golden State Killer. And the new website that uh, my producer reminded me to mention is goldenstatekillertrial.com. goldenstatekillertrial.com. And I want to bring it fast forward, but uh, Keith, uh, I I also read that his neighbors um, had been interviewed and they said that he frequently engaged in loud and profane outbursts. That was one of the news reports. Um, We also know that in addition to serving in uh, as a police officer for eight or nine years, he was also a military veteran of the United States Navy serving in Vietnam. So a lot of that added up to what, people believed they were looking at here with his profile. Um, Anything that surprised you once he was arrested that didn't necessarily match up with what might have been expected? What was surprising was that he lived in the general Sacramento area throughout most of the crime series. What had, what had really been confusing was after he offended in Sacramento for a couple years, he started moving down to the Contra Costa County area, which is, is, it's it's not an insurmountable distance from where he was living, which was the the Auburn area, Um, and then he lived in Citrus Heights and areas like that, but it's 
quite a ways to commute to be able to prowl and discover victims and continue to do what he was doing as often as he was doing it. So we know he didn't actually move to that area. He was uh, more or less like a, a commuting killer. He was traveling to those areas just to commit crimes. Exactly, which put him even further outside of the radar and and made it even more difficult to find out who he was when trying to investigate this through traditional means. But there were times in the in the series where something would go wrong for him or an attack would fail and he was so polished when things were going fine but there were cracks of and little glimpses of who he really was when things started to go wrong for instance an early attack attack number 3 his police officer training really started to show through he attacked uh, three women in their home a, a mother and two daughters and they they fought him off and as they were running to the phone, he shouted, freeze. And that's something a, a cop would say. He had a, an antique police billy club that he hit them with. He had a gun that looked like a service revolver. A neighbor that was a witness said he had a bearing like military or police. So when something started to go wrong, he started to rely on some of his training. The way he held his flashlight was with his, with his left or right hand pointed up or held up away from his his head, just like they teach you to do in the police academy. So there were hints, things that, that weren't surprising at all once we found out who he was. And then just the fact that he had a wife and that he had a family and that he had some of these normal things in his life and that he was able to live mostly a normal life and hold down, hold down a full-time job during this crime spree is, is quite surprising because of the amount of time that he spent doing this. Obviously, he was probably doing a lot of it on the job as well. Uh, we don't know that, but it would stand to reason that he was at least prowling and looking for victims while on the job. And well, and wasn't it the BTK killer that had that sort of normal family life? Right. There are a lot of parallels here, um, including how they spent their years after they finished defending. Uh, Personality-wise, they appear to be a little bit different, with BTK being a little more extroverted and he seemed happy to detail his crimes. I don't get the sense that we're going to get this here if D'Angelo is found guilty of these crimes. So, but there are a lot of parallels between these. And there, there are so few killers and offenders that are this prolific that looking at them and studying them is important because ultimately we want to figure out what makes these guys tick and figure out how we can prevent people from going down this road yeah, yeah ex exactly. And that was, that's my second to my last question for you, which is, do we know anything about like his childhood or anything that, and, and this is by no means and it give, giving him an excuse or, or a good reason, but do we know, like when we look back at Ted Bundy's, uh, you know, not having a father and, and, and all of the issues in his childhood, at least there's something there that you can look to uh, as sort of the genesis of his issues that would then uh, bring him uh, into adulthood with all that baggage. Anything we know about D'Angelo's childhood or upbringing that might give us some insight? There was some absenteeism by his father. There were some, apparently, uh, it hasn't been 
completely proven or figured out yet, but his sister may have been a victim of violent crime, violent sexual crime, and he may have been in the vicinity or witnessed it or heard about it. Um, and there seem to be a lot of uh, things that he may have perceived to be bigger issues than, than other people would perceive. There was a failed engagement at one point to a woman named Bonnie. And at one of his later crimes, he cries and says the name Bonnie. And this was his, one of his 1978-1979 crimes. And this was almost 10 years after the failed engagement. Now, that, that is fascinating. I remember you mentioning that during our last interview. Right. And, that was, and, that and, turned out to be a major clue. And wasn't there something with Ted Bundy where he had a profile of a woman that was based on a relationship gone bad? Exactly. His physical profile of victims matched a failed engagement that he had. Wow. So Very... something uh, there, this seems to be a trigger point for some of these types of offenders. Now bring us fast forward and tell us what's happening now. Um, we, we have this like deer in the headlights mugshot, and I've seen other pictures of D'Angelo in his cell, and he has this look on his face like, what am I doing here? How, how did this happen? Um, is he pleading not guilty at this point? I see your, your new website is Golden State Killer Trial. Is he going to get a trial? Will he make a deal? What's happening today? When he was arrested, or in the time before he was arrested, there was a plan of which murders to prosecute him for and where to prosecute him and all that stuff. When the day finally came, uh, it was a bit more scrambling than they had actually planned. Everybody charged him <laughs> all at once, pretty much, and uh, everybody was rushing to get him into court. And he ended up going to court in Sacramento, and he's, there he's charged with the murders of Brian and Katie Maggiore, and Sacramento has, even though there were so many rapes and so many crimes there, they've all expired through the statute of limitations except for those two crimes. So he's been appearing in court over there. He's made about four or five appearances over there. And right now it's, it's more of a, it's not even a discovery phase. It's, it's more of a pretrial hearing trying to figure out what to do with the search warrant and the, and the arrest. So has he put in a plea yet of not guilty? He hasn't put in a plea yet. He was arraigned on those two murders. Right. He did not enter a plea. And obviously it's a, it's a difficult case for a defender to take on because of all the documentation. There's over 100,000 pages of documentation for this public defense team to go through. So he has not entered a plea. And you can imagine that probably the one line of defense that exists would be somehow challenging the DNA process by which they were able to get to him, which I don't think would be fruitful, but that Keith, you think that's probably their only line of defense for most of these murders. It, it is their only defense or one of their only defenses um, for the murders that he's actually going to court for right now. There's no DNA for the Brian and Katie Maggiore cases. So that would be a lot more difficult for the people to prove. Uh, for the prosecution to prove that he actually committed those murders because they're not the slam dunk that some of these other murders are. Um, so he may end up going to trial in Orange County or Ventura County or Santa Barbara County rather than all of these appearances that are in Sacramento County. 
And he's being held with he's being held without bail. Is that right? Without bail. So, no matter how it how it goes down, he's going to be inside of some kind of cell for a very long time. Um, whether it be on death row through a guilty conviction, whether it be in state prison because he pleads guilty, or whether he languishes in all of these different jails and different county jails. It'll be something like that. Yeah, fascinating to continue to watch and follow the website GoldenStateKillerTrial.com. The book, Case Files of the East Area Rapist, Golden State Killer, Keith Comos. Thank you, sir, for being with us. Fascinating. Great to be here. Thanks. If it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris, and if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com.